0: lots of companies adding different revenue streams right now. So you have different revenue centers and we got floors and we got paint commercial and general contracting, but how far out are we booked and how full is each monthly bucket? That production forecast is something to review at every meeting as jobs are finished. Are we crossing them off? Do we get the satisfaction of, okay, we hit, we did this job. We did this job. What is it you want to know about the road far ahead, the road right in front of you, your dashboard and the rear view mirror.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan and I'm joined by Director of Finance and Senior Business Coach here at Nolan Consulting Group, Andrew Amrine, for a conversation focused on the mid-year planning status check. Now we're about halfway through 2022, rounding out the end of Q2, and we thought it was a fitting time to remind us all of the importance of keeping a pulse of the metrics and reviewing where you stand against the plan that you set at the beginning of this year. For most, this is the busiest time, or just the start of it. How do we take the time to come up for air and make sure we're not making daily or weekly decisions that are taking us off track or operating under false pretenses? Andrew highlights the metrics to stay on top of, the conversations that need to be happening with your teams, and recommendations on how to work through the uncertainty of what the months ahead may bring to prepare yourself, your team, and the plan to be adaptable. We hope that this mid-year status check helps to set the tone for a successful part two of 2022 and continues to shine a light on the importance of adding meeting routine and structure to your weeks, months, quarters, and year, dialing in where to focus and when. This is the discipline that gives you freedom To think less about the what-ifs or how are we doing, to feeling confident that you are dialed in on the health of your organization and where the business is going. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Hourglass. I am joined today by Senior Business Coach and Director of Finance, Andrew Amrine. Andrew, welcome back.
0: Hi, Molly. Thanks for having me back.
1: I am happy to have you. We, I was thinking a couple of weeks ago about just our podcast episodes and the time of year and talking to the coaches, and I felt like it was the appropriate time to do a quick status check. We are halfway through the year. This episode yeah. will, will be released uh, June 8th. Uh, so if you're listening to it, we are, you are in the middle of June or maybe you're listening to it later time of year, but we're, we're, we want to do this episode as a really good reminder of the importance of coming up for air and getting a pulse. Mm. Where are you at against the plan? We are in a busy, busy time. People are knee deep in the weeds. So how do we even do that? Yeah, it's, it
0: is a busy time, busy Busy time time. is here.
1: Yep, the help calls are coming in. We know people are, are stressed. Um, it's it's you know it comes every year, and it's it's good stress at times, right? Because we the business is good, demand is high. Uh, but how do we control a little bit of the sanity? Mm-hmm. And that's
0: well. So so first, I I appreciate the invite back. I, you you keep inviting me back, which means I haven't blown it yet. I take time.
1: little notes after every episode. This time he did okay. Last there, time was was was, ah, be- ah. was better than usual. Nice,
0: yeah. <laughs> nice. I haven't blown it yet, but um there's still time. There's still there still time. There's still time. Yeah. Um yeah, so a- as you alluded to, uh there it's a very stressful time. Uh the stress is different. this the, the type of stress has changed. Um, and what are we doing about it? Um, a lot of people are struggling to find employees to build out their production teams. Um, and uh, now is it's June. We're almost halfway through the year, like you said, and so it's it's time to pull up for a pretty significant breather. Uh, six months ago or more, we started making budgets and plans and goals and planning, and strategic thinking is is making assumptions about future events. We, we take what we know now and make assumptions around it. They are necessarily not perfect. Um, and in fact, we we can't get stuck on perfect. We've, we've got to take what we know now and make decisions. And checking quarterly is a good idea. We have our quarterly meetings. Everybody probably listening, you've heard us talk about the CPP process and coming up for or pulling back taking a break every quarter uh the mid-year check is usually when things start to get pretty clear are we have we confirmed our path that we're on or is there something materially materially different about what we planned and we need to adapt and so that's the basis of our call here
1: yeah and there's (laughs) there's a lot of time left, right? There's, you know, it's sometimes we almost think we're, we're turning the corner on the year, but there's still so much time left to make changes, redirect mm-hmm. if needed, maybe reforecast. Uh There's, so the, where this is, if you're not on, if you're not completely where you want to be, this is the time to fix it. This is the yeah, time so, to redirect. So
0: on that note, um, let's jump in because I, I think the importance of status checks, the are clear I think how they happen is not always clear so we spend a lot of time directing information down and and certainly the cascading planning process talks about that we what are what decisions are being made and how are we cascading them down but there's there's also got to be a, a reverb if you if you if you're into music or or sound at all your reverb right is when the mic is too close to the speaker and you get echo So what's that echo? As you push information down, there's gotta be an echo back up of collecting information, communicating um, uh, up to the top. So think of levels of work and each layer supports the layer above it. Go back to the Grand Canyon example, right? If, If you go to the Grand Canyon, what do you see? Layers. Are any of those layers any more important than the other? No. What would happen if you saw a hole in the Grand Canyon? It would it would collapse, mm. all to the strongest layer. So all the layers underneath have to support the layers above. So what are so think of where am I? What am I driving at with this? The reverb back up, the flagpole, so to speak, back up the the layers of an organization. Are the first signs that we look at in knowing okay is it time to reforecast so your weekly check-ins your your the checking in on the day to day your weekly meetings see your meetings as its own system for both communicating cascading down throughout the organization and cascading up to the other parts <clears throat> so you have every week nothing ever goes exactly as planned so you every week you're checking in you have you're in the business meetings you have maybe marketing and administrative meeting you have the core meeting so you have sales you have job staging you have an operations meeting you have a finance meeting all of those meetings are coordinating the work together you have you have monthly reviews you've got quarterly we just talked about quarterly meetings for big picture planning where is the information for that those bigger meetings coming from Well, it's the same weekly meetings. So be careful not to spend all your time pushing down. Spend some time listening and pushing up what's happening in the field.
1: Which I can imagine is tough, especially when you get into the weeds, because sometimes we think that, Gosh, we can skip that meeting. We've got to get that job done, or we've got to get these bids mm-hmm. out. But but it goes back to show that these, these meetings are, are what are what are keeping you alive, right? You know, I love
0: them. connecting our different systems and, and sort of content areas together. So let's go to situational leadership, right? When things get busy, we default to S1 leadership. We default to directing, direct, 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 direct the power of S3 stepping back and asking questions is yes, we can still communicate down, but we're hearing what's going on and communicating it up for the, for the organization. So get into that S3 style of leadership with your people, checking on what's going on and what is happening around, um, not just in the field uh, in terms of what's going on in the field, meaning production, but also your sales, sales team, your accounting team, your office team, what's happening at those levels.
1: If I can share just one example of this, Um, I sat in on the Nolan Painting Operations meeting this morning at 6 a.m. And they highlighted, uh, Jim Falk actually was just kind of sharing with the team that the sales guys recently sat down with the field managers just to talk about how they can better help with staging. What what can the sales Mm -hmm. guys do? And like all of you listening on the call right now or on the podcast, they're slammed as well, but they took the time to do that because they realized if they didn't sit down and listen to what the field managers needed or where there was room for improvement from the sales guys on the st- staging staging side, uh, that there were they they were losing efficiencies. Mm-hmm. And they learned that the guys were working off of the scopes more than the proposals. So more pictures in the scopes were important than in the proposals. And it was a major eye opener for that that cross you know, department communication that they wouldn't realize if they hadn't sat down, made the time to listen.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, what happens when you're playing sports, basketball and the other team scores five possessions in a row? What's the first thing you do? Timeout. Call timeout. Like somebody call timeout. Let's reassess what's going on. Let's slow this thing down to figure out where the issues are and then let's reassess and go. Um, so,
1: so Andrew, what kind of conversations are... If, you know, if we call the timeout right now, what kind of conversations are you having with your clients? What's kind of the word on the street in terms of the environment, how people are feeling?
0: Yeah, so let's put into practice these meetings. What are we now, if we're, if we're doing our job and in, in cascading down, but also cascading up, listening, getting a feel for what's going on, sure. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty in the market right now. Um, there's uh, certainly uh, the labor environment is struggling and it, it's starting to hit all departments, not just, let's say the field, but there are lots of positions being hired for sales, accounting, administration, uh, everybody's struggling. Where is this magical Island that employees have gone? I don't know. They've, <laughs> they've disappeared actually. And I'll, I, may, I, I make a joke, but I can think of three things, early retirement, Mm-hmm. Two-income families have become one-income one families, primarily over education and childcare, And then gig work. So Amazon, yeah. Uber, Lyft. Chipotle's turnover right now is, I, th- I think, like 300%. They're losing people faster than they can train them. They don't even okay. make it through there. So we're not the only industry or, or companies experiencing this. It's happening everywhere. Where all these people have gone, I, I, I don't know. I'd like to find them. <laughs> um, but we've we've got to dig. We've so we're we are the past two years sales have not been the issue. There's been lots of work out there to capture. Producing it has been the issue, and that's certainly amplified now. So what do we watch? That's what we're hearing. What do we watch? So definitely watching leads. Are the phones ringing? How do you compare this year to last year? Win rates. Are you winning as, as many sales? So it leads and win rates are, are one of the earliest indicators. I would also add one layer of sophistication. I don't think enough people are really paying enough attention to their sales pipeline. So we we put a lot of emphasis on backlog, production backlog. How far out are we booked? So production backlog, I've, you know, I'm a healthy balance, whatever it is for your company. Some people like a two or three week backlog, construction companies and the general contractors. I mean, they've got projects going out two years, commercial projects going out a year or two years. So it's going to be different, but we pay a lot of attention to it. One, is it visual? It's I'm, I'm probably because of my own personal preference being visual, but it's got to be visual. I, I may have sold a million dollar job, But that may only equate to 50,000 in revenue each month for the next 18 months. So I've still got holes. So I'm sure I've got a lot of money on the table, but each month, each monthly bucket still has holes. So, how full is each bucket? That's your production backlog. Start paying attention to your sales backlog or your sales pipeline. How many open estimates do I have? And what's that dollar value? And what's happening? To those open, the number of open estimates that are real. I mean, come on, people. If the job is lost, market lost. No, we can't have any head trash. We're not going to win every job. So if the job's lost, market lost, get it out of your pipeline, get it out of your mental space and focus on the opportunities that are real. What's our real pipeline? And chances are at this point, you probably have two months of production goals in your sales pipeline. So I, I call it, it's like Santa's, Santa's uh, bag that he carries around with presents, right? Your sales reps are walking around with Santa's bag. What are they going to pull out of their bag to fill the production schedule? So you probably have two months of production goals in your sales pipeline. So pay attention, add a, a layer of sophistication there. Leads, win rate, Yes, your production backlog, but also your sales pipeline. What's, what's active in your sales pipeline? So um,
1: those are some good kind of you know areas to be watching and thinking about. But how are we or what are we keying in on in terms of the KPIs or financials, Andrew, um, in terms of like the, the health of the business at the moment?
0: Yeah, great. So this is, I think, level five work all the way. Integrating the different departments together. Each, each department, sales, inside ops, outside ops, accounting, HR, they're doing the work within their um, department and they're trying to do it as best they can. Numbers and KPIs, the communication across the departments to keep us connected. So think of this like a car. Right now, we're in the middle of a road trip. Right, so we've got the map. We did the plan. We booked the hotels. We're we're going on a cross country road trip that's going to take us 12 months to get to where we need to go, and we're looking at our. So, what's ahead of us? What's behind us? Have, did we did are did we actually go where we where we meant to go? Is there any construction ahead of us? Are there any? Did we did we pack the right?
1: Did we pack the right things?
0: Did we pack the right stuff?
1: Very right? important.
0: <laughs> Is that are the roles being played? Are the are the roles Within the car, do, are, are, they, are they being run as, as good as they can be? So looking through the windshield, your sales pipeline, knowing your sales pipeline, what's active. Let's find a different word if sometimes that word doesn't make sense to some people. But how many active open deals do you have and what's that dollar amount? And your leads, that's looking through the windshield, looking really far down the road. Is there any construction? Do I see brake lights? Imagine, imagine cresting a hill, you know, as you're driving across country and all of a sudden you can see it, it's Kansas and you can see for miles mm-hmm. or Texas panhandle and you, you can see for miles. What's in front of me? Well, if I'm, if I'm driving a car, I can't just pay attention to that. I've also got to come back to something closer to me. Are there any potholes? Is somebody trying to cut me off? Is there is am I am I traveling the same speed as everybody else? Are there any dangers around? So, that's your job staging meeting. You're we're narrowing the time frame down to this week, next week, maybe a third week. Trying to let's the hood right. I'm looking at the car just in front of me. Is everything going the way we thought it would? Nothing ever goes completely as planned. Mm-hmm. So then you've got your operations meeting. And this is this is you looking at your dashboard every now and then you've got to look down and see how fast you're going and that's so that's the right here right now uh, our jobs coming in on time our jobs being produced what's happening in the field right now that that includes sales that includes finance. then there's the rear view mirror if any of you do any driving right you look in the, you check the rear view mirror for problems yep. is is there anyone and it's it's are there is there anything coming up on me that might be a problem? Is there a ghost or a skeleton from the past? Are there any cops coming up? Is, is that just someone's ladder rack or are those are those uh, uh, police lights or an ambulance? Is there is is there some speeding car coming behind me? Is there a problem I wasn't aware of?
1: There's just you're as you're saying all these things, Andrew. It's, it's making me realize there are so many things going on at one time that we are doing. Just frankly, when you drive a car, all these things you're mentioning, but you putting it into perspective of your your business and the day to day. I mean, like, give yourself some grace. Like, think about mm-hmm. how much you are you are logistically trying to to take care of, to plan for, to to like, you know, there's just so much. And so when you're feeling that, like that, that, that craziness, Mm -hmm. remember that you are doing all right. (laughs) Well, so
0: let me, I'll finish the to your point. Let me, I'll finish the analogy with how many windows are in the car. Lots, lots, right. Is there, is there only one window where only the driver can see what's going on?
1: Those backseat drivers are important sometimes,
0: Right there are windows everywhere. Everybody in the car sees what's going on. Now, maybe people in the back, they don't see what's going on. Like what, what, what's going on? What, what, you know, somebody in the yeah. front seat goes, oh. you know, cause somebody's driving too close. I'm sorry. That's my life. Somebody's driving too <laughs> close to to somebody else. And the person in the passenger seat goes, oh.
1: yeah, panic. It'll, it'll be panic okay. Ensues. We're not
0: like, it's fine. We're We're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. somebody somebody's cutting it there's windows everywhere everybody sees what's going on so the system is integrated all right so we talked about sales check your leads check your win rates check your sales pipeline how much do we it should be growing at this point it's going to start shrinking that that sales pipeline that that santa's bag full of um possible leads it's going to start shrinking um as we head in into the off season so uh, job staging. So this is now we're in the hood. How far out are you booked? Super paying super attention to the production backlog. So we talked about sales backlog. What's our production backlog? Is everybody aware of the production backlog? Try not to split up your. Re- There's there are lots of companies adding different revenue streams right now, and I and so that's great. So you have different revenue centers, and we got floors, and we got paint, and we got commercial and general contracting. Try not to split it too much. Don't split the hairs too thin. But how far out are we booked and how full is each monthly bucket? And so I, I might be booking jobs into next year. But again, that big job is only contributing 50000 a month. Does everyone see it? It's something to re- that, that production forecast or forecaster is something to review at every meeting. How far out are we booked? What is our plan as jobs are finished? Are we crossing them off? Do we get the satisfaction of, okay, we hit, we did this job. We did this job. Operations. Now we're, we're in the, in the dirt. Our jobs happening the way we, we thought we're starting to look through. We're starting to try to see the future. Are these jobs finishing the way are getting produced the way we thought they were. And then the rear view mirror. So certainly revenue, revenue per hour, job costing, uh, pick, pick two, no more than two. We talk a lot about KPIs, but pick two or three per department. You're going to get overwhelmed. You know what are, what are the key things that speak to you right now along, along that pathway? Think of the car and what is, it, what is it you want to know about the road far ahead, the road right in front of you, your dashboard and the rear view mirror.
1: So Andrew, once you you get that kind of that that visual of the surrounding ha- environment, the mm-hmm. status check, how do we how do we redirect if off track? Hopefully some sure. some things are are working as planned, but there's always the case that you're a little off track, and what how, where's the correction line?
0: Yeah, so I I think I I have maybe my own head trash around this. I have my own sensitivity to, I think this area is the most misunderstood area. Numbers and KPIs do not make decisions for you. Mm. In our our own human desire to avoid disaster and not be wrong, we often try to offload decision-making to the numbers. And Uh, levels of work, I keep coming back to it. So the, 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 the sort of the formal name for that is stratified systems theory, SST, stratified systems theory. But since the sixties, you know, this research has been going on and it's, it's our work as human beings in the organization to make the decisions, to look at the numbers and make a call. I got to make a call. You will not have all the information. More information will not make making a decision any easier. More information will not solve the problem. I've got to take what I have and make a call. So how do I get back on track or how do I confirm things? It's conversations. It's talking to my people. It's culture. This is where culture is so drastically important. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. It's the first meal of the day. It just crushes it. It's not even an issue. I've got to have a culture of talking to each other, of sharing. Yes, incomplete information, just enough information. You know, go back to, I love this quote from Colin Powell. If, if any of you remember back in Desert Storm, he, he ran uh, Desert Storm or, uh, along with Schwarzkopf. They both played a role. But his quote, if you have more than 70% of the information, you're already dead. Mm-hmm. He's talking about war. Fortunately, no one's going to die here, but team, guys, like we have plenty of information to make a call. So make a call and then check it every week, check how we did. And if we've got to adapt, we can't have head trash about that. I take the information I've got, I know it's incomplete, but based on my experience and my wisdom, I make a judgment, I make a call, we make adjustments and we continually review.
1: So, so working off that kind of making adjustments uh, statement that you just said, sometimes there's a need to reforecast when when you're Mm -hmm. looking at what, you know, what, what the plan was for the revenue for the year, and maybe it's not gonna quite hit and that's okay. So this is the time to do it, but I know this can get complicated. So what's your approach to, to this, to this? exercise?
0: Yeah. So now, now is a great time to really be asking that question because we've, we've got five months of data that will tell us, you know, are we are we on track or off track? And based on what I'm seeing from the field, this is where leadership, again, go back to levels of work. Leadership has the long-term perspective to be able to see and connect the dots on where we're going to head in the future. And so there may be some adjustments that need to be made. My personal preference I I take a very, very simple approach to reforecasting. I think this can get very complicated very quick. We have a budget, we have our actuals, we have a reforecast, and we, we have to keep the old budget because now we have to compare actuals versus the reforecast. But then we also want to compare to the original budget. And then maybe I reforecast again. And now I've got four things that I've got to compare against. And, and you say, well, Andrew, I want, I want to know how good we did at budgeting. That all seems way too complicated for me. Do a save as, change the budget, and now I have a new budget to compare against. Keep it simple because I, as much as I love numbers, I do not want to be stuck in front of fred- spreadsheets. hmm Doing work, I want to be talking to people. I want to be communicating with people. Numbers and tools are just that. They're tools for me to help me do my job, which is work with people. So I, I I this is a foreign concept for many people. Like you, what do you mean, change the budget? You never change the budget. The budget is the budget. You leave the budget, and then we create a new budget called a reforecast. That's just not my thing. I, I think that gets complicated really quick. So do a save as save the old budget so you can go back and reference it and now we have a new budget and we reforecast as a verb mm-hmm. we redo the budget going forward and now we have new goals to compare the actuals to and I'm it's just two things goal actual what's my goal now I have a new goal so keep it simple keep it very very simple
1: so it sounds like just to, to kind of wrap wrap this up because again we we want this to be a quick breath of air, although quicker than this po- this podcast <laughs> <length>. <laughs> um, We really just you know status check, get a get a view of what's going on, get the pulse, perhaps do the simple reforecast if necessary, and do anything else that we can do. You know, given the uncertainty of what the future holds thinking about Q3, Q4 planning, just what can we consistently be doing to set ourselves up for success as much as we can control it?
0: Sure. So I I, th- I think the car analogy works again here. There's only so many things you can change when you're in the middle of a road trip. So taking that analogy, you know, it's... It, now isn't the time maybe to do the things we would do in in December that we're going to do, looking even farther ahead that, yes, annual planning is coming. There are some lessons learned. So I'm a huge fan of, of journaling. I get that from sales. So start writing down what you're learning, put it in a secure place so you can come back to it during annual planning. But you can only keep so many things in your head. So write those things down, put them in a secure place. You know you're going to come back to them. Focus on your routines that you've put in place. S- see your come back to your weekly meetings, your weekly in the business meetings as a system. That's both to and fro. I'm I'm I'm. What's the what's the water analogy? Ebb ebb and flow. Ebb and flow. I'm, yes. I I push information out. I bring information in. I do both things. Um, I use KPIs to help me make better decisions. The human work in an organization is discretion and judgment. It, we, we cannot offload decision-making to or abdicate, uh, to use a stronger word, we cannot abdicate decision-making to numbers. So we embrace the, the um, wisdom and judgment And discretion that you have in your role use numbers to make judgments be okay being wrong and and another way of saying that would be just stop making final decisions you know another thing using the disc profile there's there's some profiles that they spend so much time collecting information and then they they just want to make a decision and be final Mm-hmm. There are no final decisions.
1: That's hard though. Some people really want to just cross it off their list and say, check, we did that. That's, that's a total, sh- you know, that's a mind shift, which it's important, but it you have to practice that.
0: Yeah. High Ds struggle with that. High Ss, mm-hmm. high, high Cs struggle. Everybody struggles with it from a different angle. There are no final decisions. We plan, we do, we check, we act. And to use the, that sort of planning analogy- You're always checking and adjusting, check, adjust, check, adjust. There are no final decisions.
1: To to take a statement from a a previous podcast we did in 2020, something very similar to what you just said, it was get a good enough plan for direction, then execute, review, adapt, and then go on repeat, right? That's just constantly on
0: repeat. That's our human work. In our human work in an organization, the thing that any system cannot replace is the discretion and judgment needed to adapt if everything went perfectly then sure we could flip a switch we could automate everything the the, the magic crm that everyone's looking for that everything all in one we could sell a job and it just automatically flows through and does its thing it doesn't work that way there's th- systems even the best systems are never perfect because customers are different situations are different every Every um, environment is different, whether it's a parking lot or whether it's a house or a commercial building, they're all different and situations are different. People are different. So I, I guess maybe that's a personal thing. I've given up on final decisions. You plan, do you check, you adapt. You like.
1: It's, maybe it's why adaptability is one of our values at Nolan Consulting right? Group. We've realized that adaptability is pretty much a constant whether daily, weekly, monthly, in the littlest terms to big parts of your plan.
0: I mean, right, nobody's gonna die here if we get this wrong. So it's no different than uh, a football team adapting in the middle of a game. Okay, I guess we're not gonna call that play again.
1: Didn't work so well. (laughs) called a bad play,
0: right? We called a trick play, that didn't go well. I guess we won't call that play again. We've gotta be okay making a call with incomplete information. Check adapt. Check adapt.
1: That's why they say business is a game, Andrew. Well, AA, A, thank you so much for uh, giving us that 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 quick status check, that yep. breather, that come up for air. Um, we do hope that uh, this provides a little bit of of uh, I don't say calming. Yeah. Or uh, but some clarity that you're you're doing the best that you can, that that yep. this is a crazy time, and do your best to put some framework in there so that you can kind of stay on the rails as much as much as life allows.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a good clarification actually to to the statement that that business is a game because it, it is a game, but it's it's not a game in the sense that that this is there's nothing at stake that it's well it's just a game you know no nobody really cares it's not personal or well it is personal there are things that of of significant matter but what we mean by game is that it's constantly moving and changing right right It there's there are the environment and the and the serious consequences it is personal certainly my livelihood is based on us doing a good job here at Nolan consulting group mm-hmm. so The game, it's a game in the sense that it's constantly moving and changing. So be ready to constantly move and change as things unfold. And if that helps you make decisions quicker, that's great because we've got to make decisions with the information we've got. Sure do. Make a call, uh, evaluate, adapt
1: and yeah come come q3 we we might be adapting again that's how it goes right um well andrew thank you again um until next time we'll get the sales we'll get the sales guys back on here maybe it's been it's been some time we'll we'll shift gears and uh and maybe provide some entertainment Uh, yeah we need
0: some sales guys calls it's been it's been a while since we've gotten the uh Listen, we might have to add Colin. We can be the sales amigos. The,
1: sales
0: the three amigos. of us.
1: See, we are adapting. That's an, that's an adaptation. There we go. We
0: are, <laughs> the I sales think we, guys. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: Um, well, Andrew, thanks so much. And Thank hope, you, Ma. We hope everyone out there has a great rest of their day. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolandcg.com.